All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the delay. It's coming out Sunday morning. Uh, Saturday was a busy day for me. All right, so here we go. Another edition of the Washington Commanders will win if. Now, today we have a very interesting matchup between the Arizona Cardinals that was hyped to be Carson Wentz's return ever since the trade. And unfortunately, that ain't what it's about to be. Okay, um... Taylor Heineke is your quarterback. Uh, and for the Indianapolis Colts, it wasn't going to be about Wentz versus the man that replaces him. Now it's Vince versus the – I mean, it's uh, Heineke versus the man that replaced Wentz that replaced Matt Ryan. Now, y'all know the deal. It's time to have us a nice little talk before I give my top five. All right, let's check this out. Okay. First of all, this is not going to be a good game. It's not. I don't care what nobody's going to say. It's not going to be a good game. Um, I personally, personally believe this is probably going to be a defensive-heavy showcase. But the only thing about both of these teams' defense is they give up big plays, and it's not even close. Like, I, I can't remember one game where neither one of these teams did not give up at least two or three big plays. Especially after some close research with the Colts. Um, some of their big plays actually were turnovers by the guy that replaced Carson Wentz. And it's funny to me because I have been arguing in favor of Carson Wentz being a solid quarterback for years, and I still hold that stance. Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback, okay? But Carson Wentz literally had 10 turnovers. I I take that back. He had eight turnovers last year. He had four fumbles, but um, three of them was recovered by the offense, so technically that's not a turnover, but he has seven interceptions, one fumble loss the entire season. And everybody was saying he was turnover prone. He can't he can't control the ball. He doesn't know what to do on offense. This, this, blase, blase. Matt Ryan is going to be a serious upgrade. Matt Ryan has 14 turnovers, and then he hasn't even played six games. He hasn't played seven games. In seven games, Matt Ryan has more turnovers than... Then Carson Wentz had the entire season. Well, uh, Carson Wentz didn't have the yards per game like 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 Matt Ryan has. Yeah, and they also ran the ball two times as much as they passed the ball. Matt Ryan has had multiple games this year where he threw over 50 passes. Carson Wentz only had one when he threw the ball over 40 times a game. So what what I don't understand this discussion that we have. So people, let's 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 think about this, okay? Uh another underlying conversation that we should have is with the owners. Daniel Snyder and Jim Ursay. 
And this is just going back a few weeks ago when Jim Ursay came out at the co- at the owners' meeting saying that we have to get Daniel Snyder out of here. Which to me is extremely interesting because Jim Ursay has his bones in his closet too. Jim Ursay has also talked about how Washington has not been a good franchise since he took over. Well, excuse me, if you never had Peyton Manning, ooh, lucked up for the number one pick because your team sucked, or even Andrew Luck, ooh, I'm sorry, lucked up with the number one pick because your team sucked, the Colts have not had a winning season. If you take out Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, the Colts do not have a winning season. And they lucked up on him because they had the number one pick in the draft. Every other team that has not drafted their quarterback at number one has had a big a, a winning record over the Colts. And guess what team is included with that? Yeah, you guessed it. The Washington football team. Washington Commanders. The Washington Redskins. So, for this man to talk about this franchise and act like he didn't have a prodigy in Peyton Manning fall into his lap. A prodigy in Andrew Luck just so happened to fall into his lap. You can kiss my ass. What you do when you had Jimmy McMahon? What you do when you had Phillip Rivers? Now you got Matt Ryan. I mean, David had Hasselback at quarterback at one point. Um, Jacoby Brissett was back there. Of course, he's not no top-tier quarterback, but, you know. But then before that, you had Jim McMahon in some of those years. and uh, I mean, l- listen, man. Jeff George was on the roster for a year or two. I mean, come on, man. Like, let's be real. What is Jim Ursay? You know, we can kind of get Jerry Jones some some props because teams were built. But Dallas ain't been winning nothing. This is insane, man. Like we these owners are too privileged that they don't even realize when they really suck. But I still do agree. Daniel Snyder needs to go. He just needs to go. And to make it so, he's not even majority owner right now, except for when they have meetings, because he doesn't want Tanya Snyder around all those guys. I mean, let's be real. All right. Now, I had my little soliloquy. I had my little rant. My top five things that the Washington Commanders need to do in order to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Number one, and most importantly, please do not make this quarterback whose name slips my mind look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's not an option. You know how we do. Jack Del Rio is known for putting some extreme pressure on quarterbacks that doesn't have NFL experience, so I expect for him to do something crazy. But please do not let this man think he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. You cannot let this guy think he is a Pro Bowl quarterback. 
It is not up for debate. And Washington is known for doing it. Oh, we're going to let him throw the football around. We don't trust his arm. What? The man is a quarterback in the National Football League. I don't care if you're a scrub. If you get time to throw the football, you will look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. They got to the NFL for a reason. Now, don't make them think they all-stars and all-pros. That's the number one reason. Jack Del Rio, make sure this guy is running for his life the entire game. Make him have happy feet. I don't care if people are diving at his feet just to just to scare him for a little bit. Make him have happy feet. Number two. I know Jahan Dotson is still out nursing a hamstring. He's probably going to be out to the bye week. Uh, hamstrings are nothing to uh, to joke about. Any small movement could be a serious tweak, which bothers me why he tried to go full strength on in practice a week after tweaking it. Like, you're young, but, you know, your hamstrings, that's a serious deal. So Terry McLaurin and, and, um, and Curtis Samuel have to be big parts of this game. One of those guys have to have 10 catches. And it's not up for debate. The Colts' corners are solid, but they're not at the caliber of Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. And take advantage of that. Take big advantage of that. Heineke's got to the point that he has some serious timing with Terry McLaurin. It's like he knows where he's going to be at specific times, so the lack of arm strength that he has is moved to the timing department, and it looks like beautiful football. Like, the, the football literally hangs in the air for just a tad bit longer. But he gets the ball away quicker because he knows his arm is not as strong as, say, a Carson Wentz. So we might see some, some beautiful things going on if both of those guys are in action right now. Uh, number three, and I think this has to be the most important thing. Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis, you have your work cut out for you because Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines is coming back this week. And they are by far two of the strongest running backs in football right now. Two of the strongest running backs in, in football right now. So you're going to get a heavy dose of the run game today. You have to complete the tackles. None of that swiping for the legs. None of that I got to hit stick you. Complete the tackle. Run through these guys. You must run through these guys because they will embarrass you. Now, the offensive line sucks at pass blocking, but those guys will go to work when it comes to run blocking. And I've been saying this since Andrew Luck has been the quarterback four or five years ago. And people look at me like I was crazy. The Indianapolis Colts have a um, have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yes, when they're running the football. You ask those guys to pass pro? Like, literally, they the offensive line for the Colts caused Andrew Luck to retire early. You are not a great offensive line if you cause your quarterback to retire early. 
Explain that to me. You can't. They have to put some pressure on this offensive line. I know Payne and Allen are going to do some damage when it comes to the pass protection. And Sweat has been on a tear. But if they don't stop the run, you can forget it. F-O-R-G-E-T-I-T. Forget it. Either one of those guys get 80 yards or above, we're losing. It's point blank period. They're controlling the time of possession. And we already don't have an explosive offense. Even though we have an explosive offense, which bothers me. Where am I at? Number four? Number four. Number four, number four, number four, number four, number four, number four, number four. Or did that or was that number four? Let's see, it was the quarterback, the receivers, it was attack. Yep, number four. Number four. And most importantly, this cannot be a loss. What do I mean by that? We cannot go into this game thinking that it's okay to just be in the game. We have to have the mentality of putting our foot on people's throats and taking this game away from teams. We have not had that mentality in Washington. I, I, for the life of me, I never understood why Teams don't have that mentality early in the game. You know, first of all, what you do is you control the clock. You see who you can hit in the mouth. And then you put your foot on people's necks. And you take the game away from them. So the best teams do that. Even teams that don't have solid running backs. Now we got away with Green Bay Packers game. We should have won the Tennessee game, which, again, I told you, we let Tannehill think he's an all-pro quarterback. You got to go with these teams and think that we're winning, and you have to outscore us. You have to stop us. Not we're winning, but we're going to try to win with about 14 points. We're going to try to – 14 points should be enough. Like we, We should try to think that 40 points is the standard. Until we know that 40 points is not achievable. Like, that should be the standard. We're going out scoring 42. We're getting six touchdowns. Like, literally, the only time we should stop thinking about that is the last two minutes of the game. Going into the game, you should think you're getting over 40, and you should think that you're getting to the quarterback every single play. If you want to do a read option... If the running back gets the ball, I'm still blasting the quarterback. We're going to make you stop running that read option. Last but not least, number five. Number five, number five, number five. I have enjoyed watching these corners for the last few weeks since William Jackson decided he uh, had a back injury. 
And I'm one person to say I will never joke about a back injury after the one that I had 10 years ago uh, because it snuck up on me and it felt like I couldn't walk. But that's what happens when, you play, when you're an athlete. You know, little tweaks and, and nicks and stuff just comes out of nowhere. But um, Wild Goose, St. Juice, Fuller, Danny Johnson got called up. Curl, Forrest, McCain, uh, Percy Butler, Jeremy Reeves, all you guys. If you guys decide not to show up today, it's going to be hell to pay in Washington. You thought that the attendance was bad before. Oh, lose to the Colts if you want to. And... People keep saying, you know, the Redskins fans, the the Commander fans, the football team fans are are fair weather fans. No, we're just smart fans. Okay, we've seen this product since '94. It's almost 30 years, and literally, we can name three seasons on the back of our hand out of that almost 30 years. Where we was literally excited to go to a game, let alone eight, maybe nine in a season. Like now, most of the fans is going to the game every week. That's happy to go to the games every week. Oh, they're just supporting. Just they they don't they don't want to be one of those fair weather fans. Well, guess what? If you classify me as a fair weather fan because I'm not going and paying for anything, Washington, until they prove to us that they are a legit franchise, then I'll be fair weather, okay? Tough titties. I refuse. I haven't spent a dime since I bought a Sean Taylor jersey maybe 10, 15 years ago. Not one dime on a... It was... I had a keychain that I had so long that people thought I just bought it. Where did you find that Washington Redskins keychain? Man, I had this thing for years. And I'm upset that it broke. I don't own anything Washington football team. I don't own anything Washington commanders. I refuse to buy anything Washington commanders because I hate the name. But now I'm getting off topic. Corners, DBs, you step up, we win this game. Case closed. Now, when it comes to the fans outside of Dallas Pittsburgh San Francisco the Seahawks we have some of the most passionate fans and I will add Buffalo Bills too because those guys are nut jobs going to the game just acting like they WWE wrestlers Washington Redskins fans are by far some of the most passionate fans you will ever find. But, mama didn't raise us to be no fools. Mama did not raise us to be any fools, okay? When it comes to supporting this team, it is extremely hard 
to support a team that just want to put players on the field. It's gotten to the point where they just don't feel like they're winners. For us, the fans, it looks like guys like Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin are the only players on the team that literally want to do something for this franchise. It looks like everyone else is just out there for a paycheck. Like they're doing their job because they know they won't get paid anymore. And when you look at guys like, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers anymore because more recently Aaron Rodgers just looks like he's just out there for the paycheck. Clearly. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers four or five years ago, it was all about Packers. Like, relax. We're, we got this. No worries. Uh, fans, listen. If you think we ain't going to win 12 games, it, it, then you suck it up the wrong tree. But we don't have that. But if you talk to Jonathan Allen, he has that. If you look at Terry McLaurin, he has that. Tell me, have you seen anything like that with, with Curtis Samuel? Have you seen that with Antonio Gibson? Charles Little was just so happy to get out of Chicago. It looked like he's just going through the motions on the offensive line. Let's look at Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff went to the Jags. He has the same mentality that he had in Washington. I'm going to do my job and get my paycheck. Like, oh, you want to pay me the, uh, the franchise tag? Okay, no problem. You want to do it again? No problem. When they talked to him last year in the interview, man, I'm coming out here. I'm holding down my side of the line. We got this covered. But you don't hear, I'm here to take a head off every time we do a run play. I'm here to make sure nobody slips through every time it's a pass. You don't hear that. There's no passion in what you do. I talk about basketball all the time. I tell my girls, and it goes through one ear and out the other every time I tell them, except for one girl, I say, listen, you're playing basketball. Basketball is a contact sport. You have to be controlled at how you make contact with your opponent. We've literally played multiple teams that made contact with them, and they got psyched out, thinking that it should have been a foul. And all I could say was, it's not a foul. Like, you have to understand what controlled aggression is in the sport that you play. Aggression that makes everyone else better, but also psychs the players out that you're going against. And I think this generation just doesn't have it. And I'm talking about basketball as well. It just doesn't have it. Like, we're talking about how athletic and how more talented players are. But whenever you have a conversation about what someone's doing, they never talk about defense. When it comes to basketball, they never talk about defense. And as soon as I bring up the defensive conversation, oh, but he still ain't scoring 20. Again, there's two sides to playing basketball. And in football, there's three aspects of, of, of football. Technically, there's four. Offense, defense, special teams, and your opponent. If you cannot get the confidence out of your opponent to get a W, you're just out there on the field. 
And the one player that you want to have the most confidence on the field is your quarterback. If your quarterback feels like he can do whatever he wants, there's nothing the defense can do. Nothing. Zero. Zero. If you're a middle linebacker and you take some fear out of the offense, your defense will step up. Out of all those Baltimore Ravens teams with the Terrell Suggs, the Peter Bowlwares, the Rod Woodsons, the Chris McAllisters, the Ed Reeds, um, the Bart Scotts, the Tony Saragusas, the, the Halode Nadas, um, when you look at those teams and people say, you know what, we're going against the tough defense and we got to make sure that we can psych out Ray Lewis. They don't say the whole defense. When you think about Baltimore Ravens and their defense, the first person that comes to your mind is Ray Lewis. And then it comes to the games when you see Ed Reed pick out uh, a, a great defensive play and Chris McAllister makes a big stop and Dwayne Starks does all this craziness and things like that. But you got that one guy in the middle. When you think about those Bears defenses with Lance Briggs and, um, uh, 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 oh my goodness, the name on the other side just splits me and forgives me. Um, but they think about Brian Urlacher. With the Miami Dolphins, when they had Jason Taylor and all those guys on Miami Dolphins teams, it was always about Zach Thomas. Like, you got to have a guy on the defense that stands out, even with Washington. When they had Sean Springs and all these other cats and, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, Ryan Clark talks about it all the time. The, the offense used to say, we got to figure out where Sean Taylor is on the field and go away from him. When it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the James Harrisons, the Joey Porters, and all those other guys, those amazing guys they had. Oh, we got to figure out what Troy Palomalu is. You got to have that one guy that stands out and is just, no matter what you do on offense, this guy is just everywhere. Like right now it's Cole Holcomb, but it's not the same type of impact. Like Cole Holcomb is number four in tackles in the National Football League right now. No one's talking about him. You want to know why? Because he doesn't put fear in nobody when you step on the football field. He's gone for this game. The Colts have a guy. He's coming back from injury. Shaq Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard. Shaq Leonard. When you think about the Colts' defense right now, you think about Shaq Leonard. Who do you think about when it comes to Washington's defense? Jonathan Allen? Yeah. But he's only he can only impact what goes on on the line. He can't impact what goes on anywhere else on the field. His impact, if a team has 60 plays on offense, maybe 15 to 20. An impact player has to be two-thirds or more on your defense. Washington doesn't have that. It's hard to make a lineman that impact player because 
their main focus is one thing, stopping the run before it gets to the second level and making sure they scare the quarterback. But you can easily beat that. Let's go a couple screen passes, a couple quick passes. Your lineman is out. That's where the linebackers come in. Oh, I've seen this formation before. We attacking here. I've seen this, I've seen this formation in, 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 in study room. They ran in in preseason. If this dude goes in motion, I know exactly where it's going. We in the backfield. How many times have you seen Troy Palomalu run up to the line just because they see a guy in motion and, they, and he stops the guy two, three yards in the backfield? Being in a place that he had no business being on defense. You can literally pick out some of the Steelers' greatest plays of all time. And Troy Palomalu has left so many holes in the defense because he knew a play that was coming because of the film room. We don't have that. We don't. But I digress. I'm just going to say this about people calling in things like that. Don't get too excited with what the Giants are doing. I keep I keep hearing people saying the Giants got a chance of winning this, this, and this. Okay, yeah, cool. All fine and dandy. Daniel Jones is still a quarterback, okay? You cannot rely strictly on your running back to win every single game. So far, that's what they've been doing. And they've been winning. Because Saquon Barkley is an amazing talent. But if they get to the point where Daniel Jones got to throw 25 to 35 passes, these wins ain't going to happen. Let's be realistic. And we all know how I feel about the Cowboys. Cowboys just going to have a great record going to the playoffs, lose first game. It's just, that's what it is. Now, Philly is just an amazing team. But Washington was able to shut them out for three quarters of the game that they played. But that one quarter made them lose the game, and they had absolutely no offense. And now they really won't have any offense playing against Philly on the second game because they got Robert Quinn now, which is insane that they got two studs in the middle on defensive tackle. Now they got three studs rushing the quarterback in a nice little rotation. Now you can forget it. Now I'm hearing that Philly is trying to get Alvin Kamara and just give them their draft pick back that they got uh, for uh, 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 Garner Johnson. So Philly's on another level right now, okay? We're not even going to discuss that. But I'm going over my time. I usually do these in 20 minutes. I just had to get a couple rants off. Appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the game. It's at 4.15 today or 4.05. Uh, obviously, I got plans on Sundays. This is my last plans for Sunday uh, with Fall League for the girls. So, I will be officially free, buddy, until ooh, for a while. So, if you guys want to hit me up on Sunday, watching football, things like that, holler at me. I'll get you guys next week and tomorrow for Victory or Misery Monday. Deuces.